Renee Gaselli struggled to open her eyes. Her facial muscles didn't want to respond to commands, and her head pounded. Blackness. Silence. She gritted her teeth against the pain coursing through her nervous system. Parasitative, she remembered. The sense of touch slowly came back to her extremities. Her hand rubbed against a stiff cloth, the fabric rough and uneven. She tried to make a fist, but her fingers only went halfway into a claw. Her other hand tingled like it had fallen asleep. If only it were just that, she thought, gritting her teeth once again. The room was too dark to make out any detail. Her drooping eyelids made it even more so. Dark blurs mixed with even darker blurs. She didn't yet try to rub her eyes. With a parasitative still in her bloodstream and jangling her central nervous system commands, she stood more chance of gouging her own eye out than clearing her vision. She knew the lasting effects of para. She just had never experienced them. She concentrated on the sounds and smells. The smells were easy to identify. The sterile tang of metal, the dusty odor of dirt and grime, the lingering smell of another person. Someone was here, or had just been here. There were no distinct sounds, just the far-off background hum of machinery, possibly a generator. A low throbbing sound that came in faint waves, perhaps a pump or air conditioning unit. And the jamming. The pounding headache she had wasn't just from the para, she realized. There was an active neuretics jammer nearby, maybe even in the room with her. It was powerful. She tried to send out a basic low-level passive scan, but only resulted in increasing the ache in her skull. An active scan was even worse. The feedback nearly knocked her out. Nothing outside of a few feet was even registering in her mind's eye. So much for level five rats with upgrades, she thought. The tingling in her hand subsided minute by minute as she stayed in a prone face-up position on what she assumed was a cot. Her eyes gradually adjusted to the gloom, and she was able to make out a second cot above her. Bunk beds, like those found in prefab housing units. She started to push herself up on one arm, then gasped in pain as her arm collapsed beneath her. She reached over with her other hand and probed the arm, feeling the deep wound she had received from her attackers. Yesterday? Two days ago? She wasn't even sure how long she had been under the para. She was hungry, but not thirsty. It couldn't have been more than eight to ten hours. Any longer than that, and the dosage of para would have had to have been so high she'd be lucky to wake up from it. The attackers. Bastards, she thought as she ran her tongue around her bruised lips, remembering the assault. Three masked men had burst into her apartment in Arshamans, shouting incomprehensible Spanish phrases and smashing decorations and furniture. She was on the balcony, unarmed, when they crashed in. She immediately sent an emergency neuretics call to security, but the men were on her before she could even get a confirmation response. She pegged them as amateur house invaders at first with their loud bravado and hoped to stay out of sight as they took hollows in jewelry, but they dragged her from the balcony, still shouting in Spanish. After realizing she was the target, she started fighting back. Her personal sidearm was locked away in the bedroom, well away from where she was struggling, so she used the next best thing. 
She hacked into the neuretics of the man holding her and sent a data overload, streaming miscellaneous bits of information from multiple sources, like cyber criminals did with denial-of-service attacks. He dropped her and grabbed at his head as the petabytes of data overwhelmed his senses. As she turned to the next man, she realized her bad fortune as she found neither of the remaining two men possessed neuretics.